Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York, on Friday, September 8th, 2023, I'm Gianna Volpe. School sports in Suffolk County were on hold until at least 6 p.m. last night, as the full heat alert remains in effect, according to Tom Combs, the executive director for Section 11, which governs Suffolk Scholastic Sports, Greg Sarah reporting on Newsday.com that Nassau schools were advised to follow the state's guidelines, which say that sports should be postponed if the heat index is 96 or higher. Suffolk's procedures require sports to be called off if the heat index is 95 or higher. Long Island's Catholic League follows Suffolk's procedures. The heat index on Thursday was 96 at 10.53 a.m. at Republic Airport in Farmingdale, according to the National Weather Service, quote, we have excessive heat again and we're on a full heat alert until 6 p.m., Combs said yesterday. We're allowing games and practices to be rescheduled to later in the evening. There is no physical activity in any sport permitted until after 6 p.m. Combs said Suffolk postponed 117 contests on Wednesday. There were 198 total contests scheduled Thursday in soccer field hockey, golf, swimming, tennis, volleyball, cross-country, and football. Quote, our safety committee will continue to monitor the temperatures throughout the county. We're giving the athletic directors the go-ahead for tonight, but they can postpone. That was Thursday. Both Nassau and Suffolk issued a full heat alert, postponing all indoor and outdoor activities on Wednesday, including games and practices for boys and girls athletics. Combs said Safety Committee Chairperson Tim Mullins, the Director of Athletics for Bayport Blue Point High Schools, monitors the temperature every two hours throughout the day starting at 6 a.m. Quote, the heat index dictates the safety protocols, Combs said. Safety of the student-athletes, officials, coaches, and our fans are the number one priority. In other news, if you've noticed, your premiums for auto and homeowner insurance jumped Hundreds of dollars over the last couple of years, you're not alone. Michael Gormley reporting on Newsday.com that in the last two years, auto insurance premiums increased in New York State at least 6% and homeowner insurance at least 10%, according to the Professional Insurance Agents of New York State. National surveys show annual rate increases are continuing this year compared with last as auto insurance costs increased 18% according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, while homeowner insurance premiums rose 7.1% according to S&P Global Market Intelligence Business Service. For both insurances, Long Islanders have long paid among the highest rates in the state because of high traffic volume as well as being vulnerable to coastal storms, analysts said. Consumer advocacy organization Value Penguin, part of the Lending Tree Financial Company, has some tips for consumers to deal with higher insurance rates. Seek other companies, get better rates. Value Penguin found 76% of Americans who shopped for better quotes saved money. Seek discounts from companies by bundling auto, homeowner, and life insurance coverage. Keep a clean driving record to reduce auto insurance premiums. Increase the deductible. I did this. The amount a policyholder would pay out of pocket for a claim to reduce premiums, although that will mean paying more after a crash or home damage. A standard deductible for homeowner insurance in New York is $250. Here on the East End, developer Adam Potter, who holds a long-term lease to the gas ball parking lot in SAG, is threatening to close it to the public on Saturday, September 16th. That's the first day of Harbor Fest. Oh, oh my God. When the village is typically bustling with visitors. Stephen J. Coates reporting on 27East.com that it's also the day when a 99-year lease between Keyspan and Potter's 11 Bridge Street LLC goes into effect. Checkmate. The lease was upheld by the New York State Public Service Commission on July 21st. Despite uh, objections by the village, which formerly leased the property for a token fee and lost out in the bidding for the new lease, the village has appealed the PSC's ruling, 
It may be just a check. Seeking another hearing on the matter this week, Potter told the East Hampton Star that if a deal with the village could not be worked out, he would have no choice but to close the lot, which has about 90 spaces and is used for long-term parking of up to three days. Sag Harbor Village officials have long argued a private entity is not allowed to operate a parking lot, but an attempt to work out a deal by which the village would lease the property back from Potter has failed to materialize. Sag Harbor Mayor Tom Gardella said Potter, who recently filed an application for a mixed-use development on neighboring properties he controls, was trying to hold the village hostage. That proposal requires 235 parking spaces, and Potter has sought to use the gas ball lot to provide some of those spaces. Potter has said several times in the recent past he would like to see the parking lot remain open to the public, but Gardella has said Potter has only been willing to give the village a short-term lease when it needs a long-term deal. Gardella said the village prohibition against standalone parking lots applied only to those being used for profit. If he wants to see it open to the public, then leave it open. Why chain it up, asked the Sag Harbor village mayor. And finally, getting very excited about a free event at the Southampton Arts Center. I'll be hosting with Marina DeLuca tonight, um, starting at 6 o'clock. Excited to see you all there. It's Songwriters on the Lawn. just want to open this and read all the names of the local musicians you'll be able to see. Rachel Rossi, Lena Maxine, Pete Mancini, Anna O'Rourke, Marina DeLuca, as mentioned, as well as our very own Delaney Hafner of the Bell Curves, a free outdoor event starting at 6 o'clock tonight at Southampton Arts Center. Uh, other things that are going on this weekend. I know we mentioned the Riverhead Blues Festival coming back to the river tomorrow night. We'll be speaking with Ellen Zimmerman and Carol Brown at the bottom of the hour to talk about the NOFO uh, North Fork Foodie Tour on Sunday. Um, with other stuff going on, I know that I think tomorrow night is the opening reception of Folo East. It's going to be on and off the wall, a group show of East End artists. That's at the Clinton Academy, 151 Main Street in East Hampton from 5 to 7. Uh, Sunday evening, is that the 10th? From 5 to 7 at Temple Otis Israel. If you're on the South Fork, uh, Jonathan Nash Glynn will be doing an art opening of the cave paintings where you can meet and greet Mr. Jonathan Nash Glynn. Uh, the cave paintings. It looks like a, a series that he's been working on through the pandemic 20 and 21. Uh, we are reading the weather on the North Fork in honor of the North Fork Foodie Tour, looking like a mostly cloudy Friday in South Hold with a high near 85 degrees. South wind 7 to 11 miles per hour. Tonight, a 20% chance of showers and certainly does look like it out there. And thunderstorms, mostly cloudy otherwise with a low around 71 degrees. South wind around 8 miles per hour. Right now, it's 76 degrees. We've got a beautiful playlist planned for you this morning. That's right. All songs with beautiful in the title. It's a practice run for an all-music edition of the heart. So if there is a beautiful track you love, let us know about it. Uh, so you can leave us a voicemail at 631-591-7006. Did I put too many zeros? No. Uh, all right. It's kind of an overcast morning. It's still beautiful. I'm going to play The Rascals. We've got Paul McCartney uh, featuring Jeff Lynn, Ringo Starr, and Linda McCartney on deck after that. Lana Del Rey featuring Stevie Nicks. Then probably one of our favorite celebrities to visit the East End this summer, Mr. Ed Sheeran before Halsey and Madonna. I'm Gianna Volpe. You, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only Local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, news you can trust, music you love. It's a beautiful Just take it slow. 
robins and flowers Sunshine caresses each new waking hour Seems to me that people keep seeing more and more Which they gotta say Lead the way It's okay Well, they gotta say It's okay All right Which they gotta say Lead the way Oh, oh, oh
little one for the night crowd. If you're listening to the night replay, it's 12.22. A little after midnight, if you're listening. In the morning, it's more like 9.23. It's time for our Friday morning tea, underwritten by Village Overhead Doors on the North Fork. Speaking of the North Fork... We are here to talk about the North Fork Foodie Tour. We're joined by committee member Carol Brown and the chair of the North Fork Foodie Tour, Ellen Zimmerman, joining us here in the WLIWFM studio. Good morning, ladies. Thank you for being with us. Good morning. Thank you for having us. So excited to talk about the North Fork Foodie Tour. It's not just because you gave me a hat. Tell me, <laughs> tell me about. All right. So this, first of all, the North Fork Foodie Tour has been happening for 17 years, Ellen? Yep, 17 years. We were trying to think of a good fundraiser for the North Fork Reform Synagogue. Okay. And we had had um, an artist studio tour at one time and put on some concerts, but we were trying to think of something really different that nobody had ever done. And uh, a lot of new and interesting farms and food artisans were cropping up on the North Fork. And we thought, well, maybe... We could tour those. And, and there have been, you know, speaking of additions to that scene, yeah. there have been so many in the yes. past 17 years. Geez, in the last five years alone, I see uh, Mattituck Mushroom among them. Yes, they're, they're one of the great, wonderful things that we have on the tour. Um, they're run by a couple of artists. Yes, fantastic um, Who ones. started it off as just... Um, a little something to do during the pandemic, and they really got into mushrooms. Yeah. And uh, I think they may have been thinking about a different kind of mushroom than they're now producing. But uh, they learned all about mushrooms, and because they're artists, they made the little buildings. They're not yeah. really buildings, but the places where they grow them the mushrooms out of found materials. So it's all upcycled. Yeah, they, I think one of them is uh, Agath. How do I spell it? It's it's it's, it hurts. it's, it's not. Is it a goth? A god is the way you pronounce a god. A god. Okay. Snow. So yeah. a god, a god like boxes that she'll ship her art. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. she'll use those. Yeah. It's exactly. fascinating. Yeah. And and her husband uh, Anthony um, Holbrook is also he's a sculptor. So there are found object sculptures all over the property that you can see when you walk in. And uh, and then you go into these sort of cave-like uh, structures where they grow the mushrooms and they tell you about all the different kinds of mushrooms super, that super they grow. Cool and they also have Agat's mom cooking up some interesting things with the mushrooms. It's so like it's, a it's like a thing. great it's a great meet and greet day for folks who are interested in the North Fork food scene, because it's a self-guided tour, right, Ellen? I mean, right, yes. Carol, tell us yes. more. Um, so typically we have between 15 and 20 different loca- tour locations, and each of these places has special events happening for foodie tour participants. For $30 donation, you get a wristband, okay. and you get to go to any or all of these um, locations. It's like a celebration that goes throughout the whole North Fork. Correct. We do it the weekend after Labor Day, which okay. would typically be considered a uh, not busy weekend. It's before, like, the apple picking right. and the pumpkin picking really kind of gets heated up. Correct. Right. Yeah, it's just a little and, lull. Yes. In there, and uh, which we love as well. Right. <laughs> and we have people who come back year after year because this year we've got twenty locations, of which five of them are new. So we're yes. always bringing in new ones. So people could come back year after year, and we have people who've come all seventeen. You know, this year will be the seventeenth, <laughs> who have come to everyone. Um, and ones who come back every couple of years to see what else is happening and what else is new. Um, but besides the tour locations, what's really exciting is that we also have speakers Ooh. at Charnu's Farms oh, on cool. Young's Avenue in Southhold. Okay. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Ellen? We have uh, we always have speakers there because uh, sometimes people who are experts or have interesting things to say about food and agriculture and uh, mariculture. Um, they, they don't have a place that we could visit, 
but we get them to come and talk about what they're doing. So we have five people who are doing um, talks. Um, Deb Kimmelman, who is a master gardener and uh, a volunteer um, and runs a She's program. the coordinator of the North Fork part of the um, Suffolk Pollinator Pathway yes. Association. Right. Super yes. cool group. And she's we also a science teacher yeah. at South Hold Elementary School. She's fantastic. Yes. So she's she's going to be talking about pollinators. What's the problems with pollinators? We're having a real problem. Pollinators are, are disappearing very quickly. And then they're not just bees. They're all kinds of other insects that are pollinators. Mm-hmm. And uh, right. so learn what other insects there are and learn how to protect pollinators and how to encourage them. Because if we don't have pollinators, we don't have food. Hint, hint, plants, right. na- native plants. Right. <laughs> and flowers. Right. Um, speaking of speaking of uh, local um, biology that's endangered, looks yeah. like uh, there's going to be a talk about bay scallops. Right. So bay scallops, I think, as most people who live around here know, um, used to be really plentiful. Right. Um, I remember a time when people would be selling them by the side of the road for $5 a pound. That's no longer happening. The good old days. The good old days, <laughs> yeah. right. The, but um, the, the situation has to do with algae blooms and with rising uh, water temperature, the water temperature yes. and with um, raising nitrogen levels in the right, water right. that happen when fertilizers run off into the bay. Which interplays with the al- algal blooms. Yeah, mm-hmm. messes up the algal blooms. It also um, is too much nitrogen for shellfish to survive. So And possibly parasites. I, I, I'm not yeah. sure if that was one of the I, this time around. I can't remember, right. but Harris and Toby, who is with Cornell um, Extension, tell us the, so he up. is a real expert yeah. on uh, scallops and what they're doing to try and save the Peconic Bay scallop. Uh, and I know wh- they're they're doing some uh, like a breeding program yes. to yeah. you know select the the hardier specimens right. that did not die off and trying to uh, you know yeah. evolve them the old you know they're tr- they're a selective select, breeding program yeah yeah, yeah they're right. trying to survival sele- of the fittest yeah right. but they're also um, last year when the Cornell gardeners went to the um, to spat. At Cedar Beach in Southhold, which um, is a cool fa- place, man. It's yeah. really if you've cool. never been. But they were also talking about the time of year. We cannot start. Um, we cannot start harvesting the bay scallops until November first. Right. Or maybe it needs to be of... October first because maybe that extra time oh. is when they are dying off. Ah. Interesting. But I thought it was I thought that they were it's dying. It's a combination it, of a lot of things. I thought but the this die is... off was happening when it was really hot. We'll have to have oh. we'll have to attend Harrison Toby's <laughs> no, lecture eleven thirty on Sunday at Charnu's farm. Right. And, uh, and we it looks like there's gonna be one from Aaron Latham Stanton. Yes. So, so the Latham Farm is yeah. one of the oldest family oh, yeah. farms on Long Island. They also have one of the most beautiful farm stands you're ever going to see because True. it looks, the backside looks over their fields, and then beyond that is the Peconic Bay. Yeah. So as you're buying your produce, you're looking out at this beautiful view. Um, so beautiful. And they've been in business for well over 100, going on 200 years. So um, Erin Latham-Stanton is the daughter of Danny Latham, who is the son of da-da-da-da-da, way back there. Um, and so she's going to come and talk about her family, the history of the family, and the history of this really beloved family farm. We love it. Yeah. Right. And then April. And April Alexander. Where is she from? Um, April Alexander is an herbalist, and uh, she kind of runs her own website, Cool. Um, and uh, she is uh, knows all sorts of things about the history of herb use and medicinal herbs as well as culinary herbs. She's going to talk about all of that, and she's going to brew a tea for people to taste. So, so then Allie Katz is probably going to be attending that one. <laughs> she may. <laughs> we love so that. Uh, so Allie's a friend of mine, and I guess you probably could 
visit uh, Alley Cat's Kitchen. Well, that's yes, a place I, you could probably visit along the. Uh, well, the not tour. for the foodie tour. She, right, but you can you can you stop can visit by there anytime the and buy Allie's great bakery goods. Yes, and her husband's wonderful other foods. What's so, up, Fritz? Right. So they're right in in Mattituck. Right. Uh, what's what's that? Uh, it's, it's on route, shopping. Yeah. What's it's that? on route Route Forty Eight, where Wendy's uh, Deli is. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's right where um, Route Forty Eight Sound Lane Avenue and and, and Co- Cox North Lane Road. Yeah. and North Road. Right. It goes from one lane from the two lanes to the mm-hmm. four lanes over right. there. Right there. Yeah. Right. And uh, and you can walk in or you can order to take out. And uh, she has incredible bakery goods. So she's going to be doing it. And also fabulous things like uh, you know. Latkes and uh, all kinds of foods for Passover. Yes. Um, whatever you want. Rosh Hashanah yeah. things, tasty things. So she's going to come and uh, talk uh, a little bit about herself and how she ended up in Mattituck after being a, um, a personal chef and at a lot of other interesting uh, jobs in the city after she decided to become a chef. And... Uh, she ended up. Do you know what she's cooking? Yes, she's going to make um, a salad. Nice. (laughs) With local ingredients. And if you're there, you'll get to taste it. Amen. Right. (laughs) So 10 to 4, um, the the talks at Charney's Farm start at 1030. Uh, Allie's demonstration, Chef Katz's demonstration is at 2.30. It looks like a lot of our old favorites, if you're a Sangley or a Satter Farms, uh, you know, if you love KK's, the farm, <laughs> it looks like uh, Greenport Harbor will be in there as well as Eastern Front Brewing, the new uh, kid in the in the brewing game right there in Mattituck, um, across from the old uh, beer yeah. distributor, right? Right. Is it yeah. still the beer distributor? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Stuff, I'm, I'm stuff sure. changes over there. Yeah, I think right. Nofo Doco moved in across the street, unless I'm... No, now they're on uh, Love Lane. Yes. Okay. They're on yeah. Love Lane. But one <laughs> but thing some that new new favorites all, right. or new people. It looks like because Lavender by the Bay got that Calverton. Right. right. So they're gonna they're gonna uh, be opening Location. Calverton instead of East Marion. Okay. So so, right. so to just make so it easier for people, people from the west to come and right. start off there. And there's oh. another Lavender Farm, Roanoke, yes. which has been on our list for um, for two years already. That's also further west. Yes, but it would be very that's remiss of me. That's by the Schmitz. The Schmitz. Uh, mm, is it's that across by Schmitz? from Schmitz? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Schmitz. Right. Right. I've so, always wanted to stop in there. Yeah. Well, here's your opportunity. This is the they, time. But they, I, that's that's a project that they you know they they have a lot more than lavender at this place. They do. Yes. Right. A lot more. They have all yes. kinds of things. They even have some goats, and they have. Uh, Eggs. I think they're even trying and eggs, and they're trying to, and they have a great little store, and I think they're trying to uh, grow pomegranates, maybe. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> so, cool. So but I don't, that's new. I don't know if they've succeeded, but I know that that was one of the things, one of the things that the well, owner if wanted at to do. First, right. you don't. Succeed. I feel that I would be very remiss if I didn't give major accolades to Ellen, um, who started this 17 years ago with Kay Freeman, uh, of stalwart in our congregation who suddenly passed away in December. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, so I want to make sure that the you know that the North Fork Foodie Tour is dedicated to the memory of Kay Freeman, who served as co-chair with Ellen since 2007. Ellen, please, please, if you don't mind talking about Kay. Well, Kay was a wonderful person. She actually, she loved fundraising. <laughs> you know, those are important people to have. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Around. She loved it. And she was our treasurer. And uh, she did a myriad of things that nobody even knew she did. Yeah. Because if there was something to do and nobody else was doing it, well, Kay would do it, right? And she wouldn't even tell anybody. So, <laughs> so um, she, but she was uh, a very well organized person, and she knew how to get things done. So she was a great partner. Because she did things and I did things and we had different things that we did. And she would remind me when something needed to be done. And uh, so, um, you know, I I miss her, but we all miss her. Everybody in the congregation misses her because oh there were gosh. things. We're still finding out about things she did. Rest in love and power, <laughs> and, uh, Kay Friedman. Wonderful. Yeah. 
Where can folks go to find out? Oh, I see. Northforkfoodietour.com. Yep. Correct. Right. And one of the other pieces that um, has really helped us during COVID is that we started an online auction. Oh, that's And the auction helpful. has um, items that um, are easy to transport, uh, gift certificates, experiences, um, jewelry, a little bit of artwork, but lots and lots of experiences. So if you go on to NorthForkFoodieTour.com, check out the check out the um, online auction. There's great stuff. I've already put in for three or four things. I'm not going to tell you because I don't want you <laughs> yeah, to beat don't, me. Don't, <laughs> but you can. But, but I, you can. I can. I, there, are, there are some interesting things there. You know, um, one of our uh, members has a lovely cottage behind their house, which is located on the, on the Peconic Bay. And so you can get um, oh, a, like week's, a, night or a, or a week's stay, wow. I think. At, at that cottage, That's or you can to get. Sneeze at. Um, you can bid on um, having hollas delivered to you every week for month. or every month for six it's, months. Six months right? from Ellen Love, the best challah maker, maker in the world. You heard it here first, <laughs> right? Yeah, here on Long so, Island's only NPR radio station WLIWFM. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Carol Brown and Ellen Zimmerman. On the Friday morning tea, underwritten by Village Overhead Doors. This is Lana Del Rey and Stevie Nicks. And you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And if you're interested in the North Fork Foodie Tour, you can go to NorthForkFoodieTour.com. And you are listening to WLIWFM. News you can trust, music you love.
stars in your eyes when we're halfway there oh now i'm not phased by all them lights and flashing cameras because with my arms around you there's no need to care we don't fit in well because we are just ourselves i could use some help getting out of this conversation yeah you look stunning there so don't ask that question here this is my track you love let us know about it 631-591-7006 here's one i love this is halsey finally beautiful stranger from the manic record of 2019 hopping back two decades after this for uh madonna's beautiful stranger you're listening to wli wfm your eyes so crystal green Sour apple baby but you taste so sweet You got hips like Jagger and two left feet And I wonder if you'd like to meet Your voice is velvet through a telephone You can come to mine but both my roommates are home Think I know a bar where they would leave us alone And I wonder if you'd take it slow I've never seen a man 
Leading you into NPR Newsbreak on this beautiful practice run with beautiful pain, Honeysuckle, from the 2017 record Catacombs on WLIWFM, Long Island's only NPR radio station. Will 